0: Number 3. From March of 2016. The Circle, Getting Too Small. Written by Raymond J. Hartman. Editor's Note. The author is a past master of Lodge No. 106, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. Please note that officer titles and ritual procedures vary among various jurisdictions but these differences are transcended by the focus of the message. This article was written as a part of the Grand Lodge of Pennsylvania's Academy of Masonic Knowledge. I'm a bit older now, but still appreciate being able to attend a Masonic degree service where a brother is being raised to the sublime degree of a Master Mason. Tonight I'm visiting another lodge in our temple and found them to be a bit short on filling their chairs. I've noticed this happening in many lodges these days, and often thought some smaller attended lodges should look into merging, but the members who do attend regularly love their lodge, and their loyalty to it may prevent them from giving it serious consideration. They asked me to act as their pursuant this evening, and I considered it an honor to accept. It's an easy position to fill and guarantees a front-row seat. The candidate has already taken his oath and obligation, and the master is beginning the lecture. At this point, the brothers not forming the square are permitted to be seated, and it just makes the remainder of the degree that much more enjoyable for us. My lower back is adjusting well to the seated position, and the pain is diminishing quickly, so that I can now concentrate on exactly what is being said and done. Like many of the brethren, I enjoy exercising my memory and following along with the ritual work as it is spoken by the master. As the master progresses through the lecture, I start looking along the sidelines and notice so many more seats filled with brethren than I thought were here. When did they arrive? What difference does it make so long as they're here? This is how a lodge with a membership of several hundred should look during a degree with so many brothers present, to show the new Master Mason how we support each other and our Lodge. Will this impress upon him the necessity to attend meetings and perhaps encourage him to learn the ritualistic work of Freemasonry so he can help carry on the job of making Masons? Let us hope so, for this will decide the future of Freemasonry. As I scan the faces of those brethren on the sidelines, I'm startled to see both of my recommenders, Joe and Carl, sitting there with their approving smiles. A short distance away are several of the past masters of the first lodge I belonged to, men who all taught me so much over the years so that I could eventually be made master in the lodge. At that time, it was required to do all three degrees before you would be considered to advance to master. Many of these men spent afternoons and evenings after work and mornings and afternoons on the weekends to teach me the degree work, which could only be obtained mouth to ear, as nothing was written. As each notices me, I smile and give them a nod to show how grateful I still am they had the patience to instruct me. In the middle of my blissful remembrances, I heard the Master assemble the craft and realized I was daydreaming of much earlier times in my Masonic journey. I clearly remember being raised, and seeing the faces and making eye contact with those brethren who marched past me and were witnesses to my raising. Shouldn't every new Master Mason have these wonderful memories of that most precious moment in their lives? After realizing how small the circle has become at many third-degree rituals, I have decided that I will attend as many Masonic raisings as I can in my district, so that no future brother will ever remember having a brother trip on his feet because the circle was passing by too closely. Perhaps there are other brothers who have some extra time to attend a Master Mason degree in another lodge. Let us all help to enlarge the circle to adequate proportions and help a new brother have a memorable experience. This is Brother Michael A. Smith, a voice for Freemasonry, and this has been the Short Talk Bulletin podcast, produced in cooperation with the Masonic Service Association of North America for the purpose of providing a common stock of vetted Masonic information to all of the constituent lodges of all of the member jurisdictions and is made possible through a generous grant from the Grand Lodge AF&AM of Minnesota, who have been engaging and inspiring good men who believe in a supreme being to live according to the Masonic tenets of brotherhood.